Welcome to the Badass Direct Sales Mastery Podcast with your direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger. Badass Direct Sales Mastery is a podcast for rock star direct sales moms who are determined to make their business kick ass. Jenny will share her knowledge of effective sales and recruiting techniques, tips to get what you want from your business, and will interview direct sales professionals and leaders from various companies. The interviews will give insight to how these rock stars got to where they are and where they plan to grow in the future. And now, the direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger. Welcome back to another episode of Badass Direct Sales Mastery. I'm your host, your direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger, helping you whip your business into shape. Today, I have with me Ari Galper. He is the world's number one authority on trust-based selling and has been featured in CEO Magazine, Forbes, Inc. Magazine, Sky News, and the Australian Financial Review. He has also created a unique and different sales approach based on trust and integrity called Unlock the Game. And I actually started reading his book, Unlock the Sales Game. And guys, I cannot even tell you how excited I am to talk to Ari today and the fact that I get to share him with you. Oh, just super excited. So Ari, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. We are definitely going to have a lot of fun because I love sales. You love sales, right? We are passionate about what it can do for people, for businesses. But everybody else in the whole world like, has this icky, yuck feeling. So how did you get to the point where you didn't have that icky, yuck feeling and, in fact, have come to be passionate about sharing this sales game, unlocking the game with your clients? Sure. Well, it happened. Actually, an incident happened to me about 20 years ago. I'll say incident. Interesting story that I'll share with you that kind of got me on this journey. I used to be a sales manager in a software company, and we launched the first online website tracking tools. Now it's called Google Analytics. But back then, it was like a free, it was a free tool. Actually, it was a paid tool at the time. Now it's free. And I was managing 18 salespeople at the time underneath me. And the big leads came across my desk, the big opportunities. I got this one phone call from the website, our website, inbound lead. I picked up the phone and it was a big company, big opportunity and lots of websites. And if I close this one sale, it will double the revenue of the company in one transaction. That's how big it was. So a great, my contact, nice guy, lots of websites in the business. He said, look, Ari, this is, sounds good so far. Let's do a separate conference call and a demo. Show us what you've got and we'll go from there. I'm like, Perfect. So the day finally came, we scheduled the call. I'm in the conference room with my CEO. I closed the door behind me, big long conference table. In the middle of the table is the old school speaker phones, you know, the Star Trek looking old ones. Yeah. And so I, I hit the dial tone. I, I dialed the number. He picks it up. He's like, hey, Ari, how's it going? I said, good, good. He's like, let us tell you, Ari, who's with us today in the room. I was like, oh, great. Let me realize it'd be someone else there. Next thing I hear is, my name is Mike. I'm CEO. I'm like, oh, this is good. A good person to have on the call. My name is Julie. I'm head of global marketing. Amazing. My name is Chris. I'm head of global IT. Incredible. Like everybody on this call was a decision maker. So like, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen today because they're all there. So I introduced myself, describe what we do. And we logged in and started giving them a live demo of our tool on their websites as an example. And started showing this to them, going through all the information. And I started hearing this noise on the phone call like, wow, this is great. This is amazing. 
I can't believe we can use this. This is fantastic. They start asking me all kinds of questions. How does it work? How do we install it? Who are your clients? And of course, I had all the answers and I was answering the questions back. And there was so much chemistry on this phone call. It was like a love fest on the phone. Nice. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got the questions. You got the answers. You're saying to yourself, oh, this is such a perfect fit. This is so good. And the hour goes by. They're excited. I'm getting a high five back here from my boss. Like, nice job. And it was an amazing call. The call comes to an end. And my guy says to me, Ari, this is great. We love it. Look, give this call a couple of weeks. Follow up with us. And we'll move this thing forward. I'm like, oh, thank you, God. I was like, oh, this is a dream come true. And I took my, I said my goodbyes, took my arm in my hand. And I reached for the speakerphone, the off button on the speakerphone. As I'm reaching for the off button, by complete accident, I hit the mute button instead of the off button. They were right next to each other. And a small click happened. And they thought I hung up the phone. Okay. And that split second, a voice inside of me says, Ari, go to the dark side. Be a fly in the wall. Go where no one's ever gone before in the world of selling. Listen for a couple of seconds. You have nothing to lose. So I pulled my phone back for a couple of seconds. They thought I hung up the phone and I listened to the call. Now, this is not a trick question, but what would you imagine they would have said after a call like that? What would you expect to hear in that room if that was you? Hey, guys, let me know when we hear from him. Let's start the process for invoicing, POs, whatever, all those fun things, corporate sounding terms. Yes, that's yeah, what that's I'd expect what to hear. Expect- yeah. Exactly. Same here. I was like, okay, great. So I'm waiting to hear this like next step process. And what I heard instead was this. I heard, we're not going to go with him. Keep using him for more information and make sure we shop someplace else cheaper. Knife in heart twist. Jenny, I was in a state of shock. Mm -hmm. I could not believe it. And I snapped out of it, hit the off button, looked at the wall and said to myself, what did I do wrong? Mm. I was friendly. I was competent. I built a relationship. I answered objections. I did everything the sales gurus taught us to do. I read every sales book. I listened to all the pop. I did everything. I was a student of selling and I still am. And and that's what I was hearing. I was like, I don't understand this. I did what I was supposed to do. I wasn't pushy. I I wasn't even salesy. And the first big epiphany hit me, and that was this. You can tell me what you think about this. That somewhere along the way, it has become socially acceptable not to tell the truth to people mm. who sell. Yep. Right? It's okay to say things like, sounds good. I'm definitely interested. Oh, send me a video. Send me information. Wait, send me a proposal. Oh, yeah. Without any intention of moving forward. Truth. And I was like, I was like, whoa, I can't. Wow. It hit me like a ton of bricks. Then I asked myself, why were they afraid to tell me the truth? Why didn't you just tell me up front what they thought? I'd be okay with that. And I realized there's a reason for this. There's there's this invisible kind of river of pressure that flows underneath every conversation you have with someone pre-sale, where they feel like they gotta hold back a little bit, not tell the truth because they don't trust you enough are vulnerable enough that, that you'll really do the right thing by them. So they're holding back the whole time, just giving you surface level information. And we're adapted to that, being seduced by that, thinking, oh, they're interested. And now we start chasing them down this long path and they never call us back. It becomes very dysfunctional. And now sales becomes distasteful, uncomfortable, and dehumanizing. 
because you're chasing someone who never told you the truth. And I realized I've got to stop this game. It's horrible. It's, it's dehumanizing. It's just really bad for everybody. And I decided to finally unlock what I call unlock this game by shifting people's mindset away from the goal of the sale to instead building deep trust with people where they're vulnerable and comfortable with you telling you the truth of where they stand. So you can decide together if you're a fit or not. If you're not a fit, you disengage. If you're a fit, great. But without that filter up front, you end up chasing what I call ghosts. People who who are interested, say they're interested, they have a good chemistry. You're like, oh, this is a great call. And all of a sudden you realize they're not calling me back. And then you start hating selling and you go hide behind social media. And that becomes the end of the story. Yes. Oh my gosh. You just told the story of what every one of my listeners is going through all the time right now because they're in already. So already we're coming from a position of perceived dispower because direct sales, network marketing, MLM already has a bad rap for that persistent salesperson, the relentless salesperson, right? Who won't leave me alone. And all of it orients from what you just talked about, that nobody's telling the truth. Ah. <laughs> yeah, so there's, a, there's some deep conditioning that we have all embedded in our subconscious over the years about what selling is that's still so alive in the back of our minds that we can't help but exude certain behaviors that still exemplify that from the 1980s. It's an old way of thinking and, and we're trying to break out of it, but we're not sure what, how to do that. And that's where everyone's stuck right now. They got one leg in and one leg out. They don't need to, they need to sell to make a living, but they don't want to be that person that sells. So now who are they? How can they be authentic in the process if they can't communicate with people in a way that feels right for both people? That's why some people are frozen right now in how they do things because they don't want to be that guy or that gal. And so I've, I've developed a whole mindset shift and methodology and languaging that basically replaces all of that with being authentic, being effective without having to compromise your integrity. Mm. And, and that's really that that's that fear comes from I don't want to be and I'm putting air quotes around this because people are listening, right? I don't want to be that person, right? So going through and knowing all this, it it obviously starts with, and, and I, as I mentioned in the intro, I already started reading your book. So I know you have these three core principles on which the whole thing is based. So let's go, let's dig into those a little bit. What are the three core principles to help people unlock this game? Sure. So I, I, what I'll do is I'll address two today. And then okay. what we'll first do, if you wouldn't mind, let's cover the, the myths for sales myths, because yes. I'm going to clean out the mental hard drive first before I can put new new stuff into it. Love it. It's like a little uh, sales therapy here. <laughs> we yeah. have to kind of like go through a little bit of process to get this right. But but let me kind of cover some of the core myths that are probably still lodged in the back of everyone's minds. Yeah. And number one is this one. The sales is a numbers game. Right. I'm sure you heard that before, where the whole idea is the more contacts you make, the more calls you make. Well, of course, you should create more sales. Well, it turns out we discovered in this economy now, it's not about how many contacts you make. It's about how deep you go on each conversation. Good you are at trust building, not how good you are at how many phone calls you make. There's a total flip in the model of how people view the world of, of success. The second one is the idea that the sale is lost at the end of the process. You know how you've had a deal pending and look really positive at the end. It just kind of like fell through. Like what, what happened? We yeah. are the perfect fit. Like, oh my God. And what we discovered was that the sale is not lost anymore at the end of the process. It's now lost at the beginning at hello. 
And I'll prove it to you right now in a fun way. If someone okay. calls you tomorrow morning and you hear, hi, my name is, I'm with, we are a, what goes through mind in about three seconds? Uh, they're going to try and sell me. It's but over at hello. Yeah. And, and I'll make the case today that many of your listeners are, are probably losing their opportunities at, at hello because they're not building trust in the beginning. They're trying to, but they're not quite getting it quite yet. That's where the rub happens. And, and the last one's a big one. The idea that rejection is part of the sales process, meaning you've heard this before. If you can't take a no, if you're not tough enough, if you're not thick skinned, then you're not made for success. You can't make it out there in the real tough world. Yes. Well, we, we discovered, believe it or not, that rejection actually is triggered by certain things you say and do unconsciously that cause the other person to push back on you. And you can eliminate rejection altogether if you know what those triggers are. And I'll share some of those in the principles in a few, in a few minutes. Ooh, yes. Okay. So myth number one, sales is a numbers game. I can tell you right now, those words have come out of my mouth at some point multiple times in my life, even as a coach. So like hearing that, and, and even when I read it in the book, I had this like, gut like oh gosh oh i perpetuated that myth uh so i i love the idea that when you have that trust-based thing sales isn't a numbers game and so then it it's not about the churn and burn which we hear about all the time in in this industry churn and burn churn and burn churn hello look at the negativity in that churn like there's no humanization in that at all like that phraseology right there just oh yeah no wonder sales feels icky for people when they're using that kind of terminology yeah so, so those those three myths as you were unlocking the sales game what what brought you to those three particular myths as being the ones that you wanted to debunk and actually make changes well those are the ones that i hear the most often from all my clients who tell me why they struggle with the whole concept of selling they don't want to be that stereotype they don't want to carry what I call sales armor to work every morning with the, put the bull, this bulletproof frame around them yeah. to protect them from the bullets coming their way. They don't want to fight the battle. They just want to connect with people. They want to help people. They're all good hearted people. I'm sure your people are, are as well. They want to help people. But what happens is what gets in the middle of that, unfortunately, is the definition of what they believe selling is, which is that old school model of make your contact, make your sales pitch, close your eyes and hope it works. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. So we've debunked, or at least let people know that those three statements are myths. Let's lead into those three core principles now that are, well, two out of the three. Let's start with two. Two out of those three core principles. What, where is it that you start people with on these, these principles? For sure. So the, our main first core principle is the idea of always be diffusing pressure taking pressure out of the sales conversation. Now, have you heard of the martial art called Aikido before? It's a Japanese martial art. I have. So typically in karate and taekwondo, those arts, when someone comes at you, you kind of, you, you, you push back, you attack, you hit back. It's resistance against resistance. With Aikido, it's different. When someone comes at you, you don't resist, you deflect. You, 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 you deflect their energy away to connect together so you don't get hurt in either of you. So, my whole concept is based on that Aikido concept. And I've developed this languaging 
called trust-based languaging that activates inside a conversation that actually eliminates resistance inside the conversation to have the truth emerge immediately from the beginning rather than the end. I'll give you an example right now. Let's say you're having a first call with somebody over the phone and it's a good conversation, good chemistry, looks like a good, could be a good fit, all is going well, and a call kind of naturally comes at the end of the call. What are we normally trained to sale, say at the end of a call like that in, in sales? Not a trick question. What do we say at the end of a call when it's going well and a call comes in? We say things like, how about we... How about we sign the contract? How about, you know, let's let's get the process started. When would you like to start? Exactly. We are conditioned to move things which direction? Forward. Forward. But what can happen if you attempt to move things forward in the beginning and they aren't ready yet? What do you break with them right there early on in the process? Trust. You break trust. Exactly. So same scenario. Our mindset and our languaging, calls going well, call comes to a close rather than saying, hey, how about we move forward? But we say instead of this, we say, where do you think we should go from here? Mm. I'll say it again. Where do you think we should go from here? That is so simple. Now, how does that change the dynamic of the moment? What do you think they're thinking about right now, the other person, when they hear that from you? I think there's a bit of relief, right? Because they're they're not, they are also expecting the, when would you like to get started? Like all those typical, right, closings, right? So to to put the power back in their court, you know, because that re- that's really what it's doing is it, it's, it's, hit volleying the ball the sales ball back to them saying now where do you want to go you know when you say to somebody where do you think we should go from here they're usually in a state of shock they can't believe somebody would ask them what they want to do they're so used to everyone pulling them down the typical process which they know immediately and that's when their guard goes up and now the game begins but when you say that to someone, what usually happens is this. They say things like, uh, I, I've got one more question. Or what, what about this? Or they might say, how about we move forward on their own? Mm. And then you have trust being created at hello. Because see, we're so conditioned to control and move them down a linear path. And that totally cuts out the psychology of trust they need to feel from you first. Because how they feel about you is more important than your solution. But our mindset goes right to the next step. See, we're not being present with them 100%. We're thinking, oh, this is good. Oh, my God, they're so excited. Oh, this could be three units. This, oh my, this is my download. This is my... See, we're already on step number four, and they're way over here going, do I trust her? Do I trust her? Do I trust her? Do I trust her? See, they really don't care about how you solve their problem. What they care about is if you're the one to do it or not. And we're not, we've never been taught before how to build deep trust with people. Now we do it naturally at home with our our partners and our kids, but when we go to work and business, it all breaks down, you see, because we feel artificial, robotic, and now we're kind of awkward. And now we kind of fumble the ball like, ah, this is not feel right for me. And then we push even harder We make a couple of sales and not only the few, few of the top rise because they can muscle their way through the process. And when you understand this languaging and this model, it just makes everything so much easier, more, more pleasurable and successful. Ah. Yeah, I, I I love that that whole idea. Like I said in our pre-interview, like just from what I've read so far, 
we are so aligned because that I I really do feel even though I have made my mistakes, we all make mistakes. We're human. Thank goodness. You know, I can guarantee 100% chance of me not being perfect, right? (laughs) But knowing all of this, you know, luckily, through my own history of having grown up in the military, I'm someone who had to learn how to make friends quickly, build trust quickly with people. And so it was just something that I learned in childhood to be able to build relationship with humans, very other humans very, very quickly, because these were my next possible people that I was going to be able to play Barbies with or go to the playground with or, you know, whatever. And and so that was something that naturally happened for me. And I then was able to generalize and continue into adulthood, which translated into the sales process, because for me, it's always been about I want to I want to make a friend. Right. I don't know how long I'm going to have them in my life because military training. <laughs> we have no idea how long people are going to be in our lives. So I'm I'm for me, it was always relationship based. And from that, then the sales came really easily because my focus wasn't on the sale. My focus wasn't on building my team. My focus, my focus was on the person sitting in front of me and how could I build the relationship? And now knowing what you're saying, that, that this has just like been broken down, like, oh, of course, that's how that worked for me. <laughs> like the light bulb moments here are just pew, 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 all over the place for me. There's so much, so much, so many people have in their subconscious the right model of how they want it to be, but constantly they can't get it out. It's stuck inside them. And what I've done is systematized that subconscious feeling into a normal, natural process. You can learn and actually succeed at. Ah, oh, yes, exactly. And and that. That I think is something, this is something that this book, this process should be in front of every entrepreneur. (laughs) I don't care what business model you have. I don't care what product, what service. This has got to be in front of every entrepreneur. This is so important because without sales, we don't have a business. We just don't. So let's move forward. (laughs) What's the second principle to help unlock the sales game? Sure. The second one is the idea of what I call getting to the truth of people. Now, what does that mean? What that means is to have them feel comfortable enough telling you what's on their mind 100%. So you know exactly where they stand. There's no more games anymore back and forth. Let me give you an example of this. Recently, I had someone call my office. They got through my team, got to me, unscheduled call. I picked the phone up and I hear Mr. Galper. I said, yeah. And the gentleman says, hi, my name is John Johnson. Change the name. I'm with XYZ Company, big company. We're looking to bring someone in to change our sales focus and our thinking of our whole team. Look at you and a few other people. We'd like to know, first of all, why should we go with you? Why are you the best? And give me your best sales pitch. He says this to me, inbound call. Right. I'm a human being too, big, big company, but I, I, I got centered into my philosophy. I lowered my voice and I proceeded to say this to him. What I said was this. I said, well, isn't that interesting? And I paused for a minute and I said, over here, our company, we have a similar process to you. We ask some questions, gather information to see if we're a good fit. And if we're a good fit, we decide where to go from there. And I said to him, would you be open to that? That's all I said to him. Not a word on the phone next. I was like, oh my, is he still there? And then he like breathed across, felt like a breath of relief came across the phone. It's almost like he lowers his shoulders. He became a human being again. 
he lowers his voice and he says to me, uh, okay, what kind of questions do you have for me? Next thing I know, within five minutes, I discover one, he's not a decision maker. Two, he has no budget. And three, he's just curious as to what I do. Mm. And off he went to a website for some video stuff and hung up the phone. Now, what did my process there save me months of? Chasing this guy down, thinking he was a big fish. Pursuing, chasing, time. Actually, this drug in our bodies is latent. And it's turned out in man calls like that. You know what the drug is called? It's called hopium. <laughs> you know the hopium? <laughs> I got the call. Oh my God, I got five more downloads. I'm so excited. On the board, deal pending. You're like, oh my God, I got you know the hopium drug. You're so full of excitement because it fe- sounds so good. You're like, everything you wanted to hear came right at you. And then, of course, you know, the hopium just disappears when you call them back and you follow up and you get their voicemail like, what? They're not calling me back. Well, what's going on here? Then you go to your computer, open your email up and you, you type a note that says, hi, I'm writing you to follow up on our last conversation. And I'm going to ask you and your listeners to take an oath with me right now, a verbal oath to never again, after today's call, use this phrase in your whole career. And here it comes. Have you been in sales for a long time? This might hurt just a bit. Okay, so I'm going to ask all your listeners to never again, as of the recording, use the phrase follow-up ever again, forever, as of today. I can, I can only, swear to that. <laughs> what's the only industry in the world that uses the word follow-up mostly? Sales. Yes. Hi, I'm calling a follow-up. You're immediately associated with the stereotype. Even though you're not, your heart's not there, the words themselves connected to that image everyone hates. There's a few more classics. Remember from the 80s? I'm giving you a call to touch base. Oh, yes. Checking in. Yes. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, it's so part, uh, We still use it on email. I'm sure if I yeah. had your listeners raise your hand right now, I'd say, how many of you in the last few weeks wrote an email saying, hi, I'm writing you to follow up. And you're like wondering why sales is so painful because you're still using the language that we've used ages ago. So I'm going to give you right now the phrase to replace that with from my trust-based languaging archives. Here it is. I'm giving you a call to see if you have any feedback from our previous conversation, any feedback from our last meeting, any feedback from our proposal. See, feedback's not going forward. Feedback's going backwards, away from the sale. When you, go, when you take momentum out of the process, that creates the trust. When you add momentum into it and try and move them forward, you break trust, which is so contrarian. It's so countercultural to how we believe selling should be. Oh, my gosh. I wish people could see this right now, because even though we have our video on, like the I literally just had this like, duh, like aha moment, because my background is that my, my degree is in psychology. So I know how human brains and thinking work and yes yes yeah that that whole idea of instead of trying to push things forward but indeed say hey what feedback do you have from our last conversation let's take a step back not a step forward yes oh because again that takes the pressure off because every other sale 
salesperson, sales coach, they talk about increased tension, push harder, more pressure, more heat, all those things to turn this, turn this chunk of coal into a diamond of a sale, right? We have been conditioned our whole lives to attempt to move things forward. Mm -hmm. And when there's resistance and you try and do that, it's over. So you don't know it till all the way at the end of the chasing game when it's most painful. The sales lost in the beginning, not the end. Oh gosh. Yes. Yes. So so you've been doing this now for years, decades. Two decades. Right? That you you've been teaching this. What are some of the the great success stories that you have from people that you've taught this process to that actually that you can share here to let people know, you know, look, this process actually works here. Let me tell you about so-and-so. You know, I get them all the time, but I had one recently. I'm, I'm launching my new book this year called The One Call Sale, Ooh. which is coming out. And that's the pinnacle of my work where I compress this trust-based model into one single conversation with somebody. There is no more follow-up. There is no more chasing. There is no more games anymore where you neutralize and you get the truth on one call with someone, whether it's a yes or a no, without a close and no pressure at all, it just happens naturally. And so I have a financial advisor who approached me having a challenge in that he has multiple steps to onboard somebody, a qualification call, a relationship call, uh, application, all these kind of steps. And he tells me he loses people all the way down between those steps. They go into a black hole, he try to chase them afterwards, just get them on the phone again. And great call and they disappear and he's being shopped around. And I said, wait a second here. Why do you have four or five calls? Let's just make it one. He goes, what? Let's just build enough trust at the beginning. So you get to the truth and you know if you're a fit or not. If you're not a fit, you disengage nicely. If you're a fit, you onboard somebody. And so he's now shifted his whole model to the one call sale process. And he is now converting at 100% of every single qualified lead he gets. Now, you know what that means? That's, that's just, that's, that whole concept is almost way hard to believe. It's like the idea of Elon Musk saying, we're going to go to space. We're like, what? No way. Because see, what I discovered is this, that they've got a problem. you got a solution, right? Straight line of sight. I mean, it's a straight line of sight. What gets in the middle of that? Us. We fumble the ball with all these different sales techniques and processes and all these games. And then we wonder why it's so difficult. But really, if you strip out all the sales things that you know you should be doing from the old way, you just enter the conversation almost like a doctor-patient relationship. We're the doctor and they're a patient. And you're basically x-raying their problem to help them solve it. Then there is no resistance anymore. It's all removed. And then you get the truth very quickly and it's either a fit or not a fit. And that's really what my book's about coming out. Oh, I love that. Because yeah, imagine, I I imagine for myself, because I've already got a pretty decent closing rate with a qualified conversation, right? And closing rate, again, sales conversation, right? Sales verbiage. But I can imagine that in learning that process for a one call conversation that lets you know whether or not fit or no, fit or no on both sides, that's that's a time saver right there. I mean, frustration saver, relationship saver to be able to do that. Oh my God. So when's the book coming out? <laughs> <laughs> this year. It's funny because a lot of people tell me the same thing you just said to me, which is 
they have a pretty good conversion, right? I get the X 10 out of 12, whatever. And they're pretty proud, which is something to be proud of. But what I, what the whole concept is here, it's not about how much you're making. Right. It's about how much you're losing. Yeah. And you're probably losing 80% and you're probably earning 20%. That's typically 80, 20 rule. It might be less or more, but the whole point is see our brain focuses on, Oh my God, I got four this month. Such a good month. I'm so excited. But you turn your head, but I lose 30 because I had 30 calls didn't convert. And you're like, what? The real money, the real treasure is how much you're losing. You focus on just what you're not converting. If we can focus only on that, what's my specialty? Building trust and converting. Then you, you, you change everything. And now you become wealthy because every call you have with someone who's qualified is onboarded. Nice. I love that. I love that. Well, I could talk to you forever, Ari, and I'm already invited you to be on my summit. I already know like three other podcast hosts that I need to get you in front of because they're they're gonna want to share this information with their audience too, because the reason they're friends of mine is because we're aligned in that we don't push, we don't, we don't do any of that. So I would love to introduce you to those people right. as well. And so podcast listeners, if you're listening right now, make sure you check out the Badass Direct Sales Mastery Summit because I'm going to do my best to get Ari there so that you can hear more about this process. And even if you even if you hear the same thing again, trust me, it's worth it. Because like I said, I already started reading the book. I got some of these concepts early and hearing it again, still light bulb moments, guys. It takes multiple times of hearing something for it to get through that last we have quarter to, we inch. Have to, we have to detox first. Yeah. Before we're... <laughs> <laughs> before, before we're ready yeah. to, to make transformation. Yeah. And, and you know, the reason I laugh so hard at that, at that particular analogy is because all of, all of my clients who are in the health and wellness space are doing the same thing with their, their supplements. Like we're going to detox you first to help you get healthy. And I'm like, oh my God, every one of you now, like listen to this episode to detox your sales brain into this trust-based conversational system right stop playing the sales game and unlock it get rid of it <laughs> jump exactly. in so you have also been kind enough to offer something to the badass crew that's that's what my my peeps call themselves the badass crew which is a free introductory course for unlocking the game so where can they tell us a little bit about it and where can they find it yeah just you know just go to unlockthegame.com and it'll say a free intro course there it's a 45 minute video that gives you the quick overview and more insights, more languaging to really get your head around this. Uh, we also do a live live streaming show once a month on LinkedIn called Stump the Guru. Or you can jump in live and throw me your toughest challenge to see if I can answer it for you live in front of an audience, which is a lot of fun as well. And uh, again, I, also my book, of course, is on the website too, unlockthegame.com. Uh, unlock the sales of the game, you can get a copy there. And my new one coming out, you can get on the waiting list for that as well. Ooh, I'm definitely going to get on the waiting list because I I want to read about the one call say is that is that the title again one call sale? Yep. Yes, I want in on that because I'm gonna I I'm telling you right now that I'm gonna finish this book by the end of today um, because well first of all guys it's a it's a really thin easy book so get it get it get it get it but also check out the course so ari thank you for your time thank you for being here and i cannot wait to share this episode with everybody thank you so much thank you so much well jenny 
Absolutely. So Badass Crew, you guys know how to check out all of Ari's contact information. It is in the show notes. If this is the first time you're ever listening to one of our episodes, grab your phone, click on the episode, scroll up just a little bit, and you'll see the show notes there along with all of Ari's contact information. And you can reach out to him through the LinkedIn so you can check out his live show. Go check out his Facebook, his Instagram, all the different things that are there. And also the link to unlockthegame.com to get your free intro course is also going to be as part of that links as well. Thanks again for being here, Ari. I so appreciate you and Badass Crew. Stay tuned because there's another badass episode on its way. Thanks for listening to the Badass Direct Sales Mastery Podcast with your direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger. Why are you waiting to go to BadassDirectSalesMastery.com? Don't make the dom get her whip. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to share it with another rock star that you know in direct sales after you subscribe to the podcast so you won't miss any future episodes. You can also check out the show notes for links and any contact information mentioned in today's episode. We'll see you next time.